everyone knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. 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 This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts, Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. Welcome, everybody, once again. Big Dave and Joe, another edition of Poker Action Line. World Series of Poker Europe continues to roll on. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. we got a couple of guests tonight. Uh, we'll have uh, Steve Ruddick, who's uh, been on the program before, online gaming writer from uh, uspoker.com, also online poker report. Two great uh, places to get your information about what's happening in the industry and uh, coverage of numbers and what they put out there. Uh, I think cause Steve also writes for... Play New Jersey, I think, is the other site he said he mentioned uh, to me today. And uh, I think there's one called Play Pennsylvania. You may end up writing on there soon because we're going <laughs> to yeah. talk about uh, Pennsylvania passing online poker and online gaming. So it's not going to be just poker, but also slots and uh, uh, table games. and uh, Similar to New Jersey. Yeah, and, and I think we're going to see that. It's going to take a while, obviously, to get done. But the law was passed uh, by both the uh, House, both the uh, sides of their legislature, and went to the governor's desk. He immediately signed it uh, a week ago, Monday, and uh, as we do the show here. So, um, you know, that's going to happen now. And over the next year or so, um, we'll we'll talk with Steve about what the timeline looks like for when they'll actually get online. But it's a, it's a great step in the hey, right as direction. As long as they start in 2018, we're, we're happy. Yeah. Uh, you figure it'll be sometime by yeah, next summer, next fall, something like that. But... Uh, obviously a huge impact, uh, Joe, on uh, the whole area because people drive across state lines in order to be able to play. And depending on how close you are to one of the borders, we're talking about even Ohio or places like that, people will be able to move into Pennsylvania to play online poker. Exactly. And and what we need, you know, as as a nation for of poker players is we need them to be extremely successful, co-mingle. Hopefully they, they've written something where they can co-mingle their pools with uh, New Jersey, Delaware, Nevada, which are the other states that have online poker. And, um, you know, if it becomes very successful, it, I think it starts making it easier for other states to to start joining the party. And, yeah. you, know, uh, you know, who knows if we're ever going to get back to what we had, but at least... You know, let's get that ball rolling downhill and let it pick up some momentum. I mean, it is there are larger dominoes than others that uh, fall, but as they all fall, things move forward, and uh, something is definitely on the move. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think we discussed it last week. You know, uh, unfortunately, we would love to see New York and California, you know, East Coast, West Coast again, <laughs> but it's not a rapid war, but love to see both of those two states with their population yeah. getting on board and, and you know, I, I, that would actually be the big domino to fall because I think you know the other a lot of other states would follow suit right after them. Well, one of the interesting things is uh, there were elections obviously yesterday in uh, Virginia and a couple other places around the country. New uh, New Jersey, I think, uh, uh, New York, and places like that. Just some small off-year elections, but it's turned into kind of a referendum on Trump. And we saw that the Democrats uh, did very well. well. So we we're, got we're a new Democrat governor in New Jersey right. after Christie being there. So, you know, again, uh, we need to get some poker-friendly politicians in office <laughs> to get these things moving. Uh, I mentioned the World Series of Poker Europe. They are in the main event. Uh, day number four ended 
a short time ago uh, over there, uh, obviously with a time difference, uh, pushing around midnight or something over there. But uh, the chip leader at the end of day two is Maria Ho, which I, I think is fantastic. We obviously have interviewed Maria on the program several times. Uh, she's really a sweet girl, and uh, I definitely uh, will be pulling for her. Neil Farrell, uh, a Brit who uh, won a uh, bracelet earlier in the series, is in second, only about uh, 300,000 behind. Maria has uh, 3.85 million chips. Neil Farrell second. Uh, Marty Roca de Torres is in third. And looking down the list, Jack Salter. And Kevin McPhee, who won this event oh, last listen, year, defending be, champion. Wouldn't it be nice to see Maria win this main yeah. event over there, yeah. following suit on the uh, New York City Marathon uh, female winner that, yeah, that we hadn't that was seen fantastic. in 40 years? So. Absolutely fantastic. But they are done for the day over there, and they'll return at noon tomorrow uh, in Rosvada of the Czech Republic. And so um, they will get going uh, there. Uh, several people went by the wayside today that you might be big fans of. Anthony Zeno, Kristen Bicknell, Rainer Kempe, Mike Leah, David Peters, and Parker Talbot. Uh, some of the people that went out today. But uh, they are down to 12, and they will get underway tomorrow. Uh, just looking at the seat assignments, Kevin McPhee is uh, in seat five. Maria's in seat six, so she uh, has a nice position there on the defending champion. And Neil Farrell... Uh, is in seat eight, so uh, probably a good spot for him as well. Uh-huh. <laughs> but we'll look at that. Uh, obviously, keep an eye on that. So we'll have some fun uh, keeping an eye. Uh, earlier in the tournament, we mentioned uh, last week when we were on the show that Chris Ferguson uh, was down to the final four of an event that he was in, and obviously he's uh, working toward uh, picking up the uh, Player of the Year honors. Uh, he did win that tournament, by the way, so... Uh, uh, there's been a lot of talk out there. People are unhappy uh, that that can't stand him. It's kind of funny because uh, the biggest support for Chris Ferguson uh, after his win was from Phil Hellmuth. Uh, had took a photo over there with him. He is playing in the tournament. Uh, Negranu is not playing at World Series of Poker Europe. But he had a lot to say. Uh, does not like Ferguson at all in the way he responded after uh, the full tilt problems. But uh, Daniel's never been shy about yeah. uh, voicing his opinion on on situations like this. Uh, he's done it in the past, quite you know, <laughs> quite uh, you know, uh, getting to the point and you know not not pulling any punches when when he makes his comments. Well, the funny thing is, Daniel has forgiven Howard Letterer. He did an interview with him, and and the Letterer files came out where. Uh, he kind of took responsibility, and uh, basically, from what people are uh, tweeting online, and I, I don't remember exactly at the time exactly what Jesus Ferguson did, but a lot of people said he just basically gave the middle finger to the rest of the poker world, that uh, he said it wasn't his fault, and uh, screw you, basically. And he paid a heavy price, too, because yes. him and Letterer both paid a very heavy price financially for, for what they did. I don't know what kind of agreement they came to, whether it was to avoid prison time or not, but, um, you know... This, this is a guy that, you know, had, had, I would imagine, the respect of most of the poker community when, when he was, you know, uh, doing all the things that he did back then, just like Howard Letter. But um, like you said, you know, you have to address this. Yeah. And whether, whether you were directly involved in it, your name was being used as one of the big promotions on this site. And, you know, I, I would imagine that's one of the reasons that Daniel is still upset with him because he didn't stand up and say, listen, I'm so sorry 
that you were taken advantage of, even right. though I didn't have anything to do with it. I did, I did represent them, and you know sometimes you just got to come out there and bite the bullet. Yeah. Well, that was event seven. It was a PLO uh, eight or better tournament uh, that he won. And uh, as of the other day, he had cashed six times already in the World Series Poker. There's not that many tournaments, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, also had 17 caches this summer at the Rio, including two final tables. So uh, it's well-deserved that, you know, from a poker standpoint, that he well, yeah, uh, wins player of the year. Regardless honors. of his involvement in what happened with everything there at full tilt, he's still a great poker player. Yeah, no question. Uh, anyway... Uh, we uh, certainly will follow this main event. Uh, obviously, it won't be done when we uh, conclude the show tonight, but we'll have all the results next week and talk a little more about it. But uh, uh, I'm definitely pulling for Maria. There's no Me question too. about that. Me too. Let's go, Maria. Uh, if you look on Twitter and uh, follow some of the uh, responses after Ferguson's win, uh, i just read a couple that were pretty interesting. Uh, one guy asked, how can someone be so good at poker and so oblivious to social responsibility? Uh, another one said... Because uh, one doesn't have to do yeah, with the other. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> another one said, Chris Ferguson being allowed into and to win major tournaments reflects on the moral standing of the entire poker world. Uh, well, let me tell you something. You, you, you want to you stop that? You're going to need to have a casino, you know, being that they're private businesses saying, hey, listen, you know... We, we deem you a uh, you know persona per, uh, what's that persona non grata yeah exactly a person non grata and uh, you know we don't want you here because of your involvement in, in stuff that we don't like yeah there were some younger players that that didn't really realize exactly what had gone on and asked for uh, some guidance on what had happened one guy uh, summarized it by saying he used full tilt as a Ponzi scheme stole tens of millions from his fellow poker player and have never has never apologized yeah. So, you know, <laughs> you, you reap what you sow, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, the funniest line was came from Kid Poker himself. He said, uh, hey, Phil. Uh, this is after Phil tweeted out a picture of him and, and Jesus Ferguson and congratulated him immensely. Uh, welcome to the poker win for the WSOP winner's circle, Chris. You know, and uh, Negranu, obviously quite irritated, said, hey, Phil, couldn't find time to grab a selfie with Harvey Weinstein, Chris Brown, or Bertie Madoff? <laughs> Uh, next best thing, I guess, and uh, so that uh, kind of says it all. Uh, Negranu, though, did say he was a forgiving person, and because Howard Letterer acknowledged his role, made an apology to the harm he had caused, uh, that he has forgiven him. So. And remember, Daniel had his own little beef with Howard's sister. <laughs> yeah, Annie Duke, sure. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on some of those other tournaments. Uh, Dan Shack won the Super High Roller. Uh, Dominic Nietzsche won a big tournament over there. So a lot of big names uh, doing very well in the World Series of Poker, and we'll give you the results from the other tournaments next week. Tonight we're going to talk about that uh, Pennsylvania online gaming law with uh, Steve Ruddick. Also later on, a uh, very interesting show with Jake Kalpakian. We'll talk with him about new games. Uh, Joe as a poker dealer and a poker floor person. Uh, this is nothing brand new. I mean, we talked about it last week that they had these machines at the Hard Rock. These are a little bit different and uh, have more uh, options well, uh, with different I, games. This is what I want to hear from Jake because it also mentioned, he's also uh, said that you could play, besides poker, you could play, I guess, uh, electronic slots and blackjack and so on. Which I'm not sure is a good thing. I, well, listen, I, I wouldn't mind my opponents playing against me uh, doing <laughs> that, but... Uh, you know, yeah, I you wouldn't do it yourself. Yeah, I want 
I want to see what what makes his table different from from what what we've seen. So okay. Well, we'll talk with him a little bit later in the program, and then uh, talk about a few other things that are going on in the world of poker. Uh, coming up, a big tournament at the Hard Rock, the Rock and Roll Poker Open starts uh, November fifteenth, and of course. Uh, it's crazy down here in South Florida. All the uh, snowbirds are coming into town. Really tough to get anywhere on, on time anymore. Yeah, traffic is, is is very bad right now. We didn't know how good we had it uh, a month ago. Anyway, uh, we'll uh, take a break on the program. You can always pick our show up on SoundCloud, uh, on our website, Poker Action Line, and uh, pick up some previous shows on the archives page. Also, uh, go to uh, Hold'em Radio Network, where we have a regular spot in the program there, the Poker Fuse podcast page, uh, SoundCloud, great place to uh, check it out, and Stitcher.com uh, as well. So we'll be back with more of the show. When we come back, we'll talk with Steve Ruddick about what's happening uh, with the uh, online world, with Pennsylvania set to be the next state to come online for online poker. Certainly looking forward to that, and we, uh, we definitely have some questions for Steve and to get some nice information about where we go from here. We'll be back with more of the show after we return. You're listening to Poker Line, Action Line, and we'll be back. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. A lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. WFO Radio NHRA Nitro is all about the NHRA Full Throttle Drag Racing Series. Join Joe at 7 p.m. Eastern each Tuesday night for the first edition of NHRA Nitro. Featuring the NHRA's Alan Reinhardt, race winners stop by to talk about bringing home the Wally. Every Tuesday night, following NHRA national events, NHRA Nitro is available on demand anytime on the WFO radio application and at WFORadio.com.
Welcome back to the show. Big Dave and Joe here on Poker Action Line. And uh, as promised, our special guest tonight is Steve Ruddick, who's been on the show before. Steve is an online gaming writer and uh, covers online poker and many other things. Uh, writes for uspoker.com, uh, also online poker reports. Steve, thanks for taking a little time to be with us tonight to talk about the late great news. No problem. Anytime. Uh, your articles are, are out there on U.S. Poker. I'm looking at uh, right now your latest one, which uh, came out today, and it's entitled, What Will Online Poker Look Like If Pennsylvania Joins Forces with New Jersey, Nevada, and Delaware? Uh, it's a great story with a lot of pie charts and a lot of great information. Uh, we suggest people go to uspoker.com and check it out. But I guess the first obvious question, Steve, is uh, here we are, 2017 almost over. Uh, did you think it would take this long to uh, add another state to the roster of online poker? Um, in 2013, no. But uh, over the last couple of years, it's become very apparent at the uh, the pace of movement in state legislatures. So it's uh, earlier this year, we kind of thought it would drag on a bit. We were hoping for the summer, but we'll take the fall. Why do we have to rely on a bunch of political clowns to uh, decide if we could play poker or not uh, instead of people who actually play the game? That's a good question. I mean, <laughs> uh, most, of, most of the gaming is done um, at the state level, so you're pretty much at the mercy of state, state senates and assemblies and House of Representatives, and when they decide that they need money, they go looking for it. Otherwise, they just kind of talk about it. And it's not, it's not really an issue a lot of uh, lawmakers like to vote on. They'd rather just uh, talk about it behind closed doors, maybe bring it up in a right. committee hearing, and then just, yeah, let's leave that over there so we don't, we don't aggravate the anti-gambling crowd or the pro-gambling crowd. I guess the difference in this whole deal in Pennsylvania was that they had put it into their budget and kind of painted themselves into a corner. I think I would have been very surprised, uh, you know, not that it would drag out because you figure that's going to happen, but that it wouldn't get done eventually. Yeah, that was the, um, that was the big movement on us earlier this summer was once it was included in the budget, although it was included in last year's budget as well, and they kicked that can down the road quite a ways. Okay. So, they're, yeah, they're they they they're very creative in finding ways to uh, fill those budget budget gaps, and uh, eventually this one caught up with them, and there was really nothing else they could do. Their credit was being downgraded by credit rating agencies. Uh, the governor basically forced their hand. He threatened to um, borrow money to... Pennsylvania has this weird thing where their liquor sales are run through the state. So he was going to borrow money from that over the next 20 years to pay for the budget deficit. Wow. And a lot of the Republicans in the uh, legislature have been trying to privatize liquor sales. So that would basically prevent them from doing that for 20 years. So their, their hand was forced a little bit. Seems even crazy that uh, government would promote drinking. <laughs> it seems like it's usually the other way around. But anyway, uh, the, let's go back a couple of weeks. And, and really the big news in online poker was uh, this agreement uh, made by uh, Chris Christie uh, with Nevada and Delaware. Uh, I don't know exactly at what level the negotiations were, but they agreed to, uh, to commingle pools. Uh, Nevada and uh, Delaware had done it for quite some time, but uh, to get uh, New Jersey in there as well was really a big news about uh, two, three weeks ago. Tell us about that and, and what kind of effect that's going to have on online poker. 
Yeah, that was uh, that actually foreshadowed um, what happened in Pennsylvania. So when New Jersey joined that agreement, the the problem all along has been Nevada and Delaware have one operator, which is 888. Right. And in Nevada, it's uh, their partner with Caesars, which is WSOP.com. So in New, New Jersey, you have Party Poker, you have Poker Stars, you have 888, you also have Pala. So if they join that pool, it would only be to the benefit of 888. Okay. So it was kind of one of those things where how can we join this pool when it's only going to benefit one operator? Basically, they'd be choosing winners right. in the market. So when they agreed to join up, that kind of signaled that there was something else afoot. Obviously, the most obvious thing would be Pennsylvania, where party poker and poker stars can get involved in that market and share players through that way. So, yeah, they don't have the Nevada market of 3 million people, but they do have these other two markets, which equal over 20 million. So, uh, One of the big things in the uh, Pennsylvania law that passed was there was no bad actor clause, which is holding up a lot of other places. Uh, so that allows uh, poker stars to get involved in the Pennsylvania market right away. Is that not correct? Yeah, there was no uh, language that would prevent poker stars from applying for a license. Uh, There's nothing in New Jersey either, but they were forced to sit on the sidelines for almost two years. So it's unclear how the Pennsylvania regulators will look at poker stars' past activity, but as far as applying for a license, there's nothing preventing them. Right. Uh, as far as uh, people playing online poker, I, I remember about a year ago, I think it was in November of last year, Earl Burton wrote an article called uh, Online Poker Could Be in Dire Straits. And then there was another article that came out this year that said since there, uh, you know, there's, there's no movement for uh, legal online poker, uh, do you trust your money and some of these places that are out there? And how badly do people actually need online poker still? Is the demand out there now that uh, we're moving in a positive direction? Do you think it will uh, take off and, and, and turn this game into something huge again? Well, I, I don't see it ever getting back to what it was in you know during the poker boom, like 2004 to 2010-ish, just for the simple fact that that was just an influx of players that had never even really heard of the game. There was a, you know, it was more of an older person game. When I got involved in the late 90s, it was, you know, there wasn't very many 20-somethings. So I don't think you'll ever see it for that reason. And the way it's happening now, even in Europe and other markets, it's balkanized everything. So you have all these segregated markets. You have France and Portugal, and they, they might start sharing players too, but it's still not that global entity that it was in their you know the mid 2000s where there was just a hundred thousand people playing online on any given site so I, I don't ever see it getting back to that point but there's still a massive demand for poker i mean you go into any poker room and it's still jam-packed and busy um like i said when i started playing in the 90s it there weren't poker was not anywhere near what it is now so it might not be what it was during the boom, right. but it's still exponentially larger than it was in 1999. Right. Well, our focus here, of course, obviously is on poker, but this is a whole uh, online gaming uh, uh, impact here uh, with table games online and that sort of thing. Uh, the bizarre thing that people may be aware of 
is that the table games are going to be taxed at like 54%, poker only at uh, 16 I think, in Pennsylvania. So uh, clarify that if I'm wrong, and, and uh, what is the impact of that? Uh, you wrote a story about uh, a few days ago that, that they've already put themselves behind the eight ball because of that taxation. Yeah, the um, the 54% is slot, slots, online slots. Okay. Um, 16% is for poker and table games, okay, so your blackjacks and stuff. The problem is that slots make up a significant amount of the online revenue. Um, in New Jersey, it's as much as 70% of casino, online casino revenue. So you're talking about 70 to 75% of online gaming revenue is slots. So by taxing it at 54%, I think we've worked out some models for it and the effective tax rate that online operators would pay. So if you just combined everything together, their effective tax rate is anywhere from about 39% to 42%. Which makes so it they, tough the, to be um, successful and make money, right? Yeah, so the, the the margins in New Jersey are pretty slim. I mean, I've talked to operators, and I've heard them say, like, best-case scenario is like a 15% margin based on New Jersey rates. Well, if New Jersey rates are around 20% effective rate and Pennsylvania's are at over 40%, then there's no – under those circumstances, there's really no way to make money. So I think what you'll end up seeing is a lot of um, less return to players on, you know, slot machines, table games, rules that aren't as good as they are in other places. Uh, you probably see a lot less marketing and promotions. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it all works out because Pennsylvania has a 54% tax on their land-based slot machines, and okay. they're the second biggest commercial casino market in the country. Well, we'll and get... nobody, everybody said this can't work. We can't make it work. Right. Well, somehow they made it work. So exactly, uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can do the same online. Well, you have gaming in uh, in New Jersey right now, obviously for several years. So you got those people. In fact, uh, Pennsylvania probably makes up a good part of their market. People driving over to Atlantic City to bet live uh, games and, and live casinos, also into different parts of New Jersey just to just to play online. Uh, so that will change that uh, dynamic there. You also have New York uh, that we'll get to uh, in a little bit, which should be uh, maybe sometime uh, in the next few years, the next one to come online. But that's going to affect all the area states right around Pennsylvania as to people coming into their state uh, to bring in revenue to their businesses. So tell us a little about that. Yeah, so um, interesting part of that story, um, Parks Casino, which is right near the right. New Jersey border, um, when New Jersey legalized online gambling, Parks actually lost a significant percentage of their New Jersey poker players from their land-based poker room. I think okay. the number they threw out was 40%. Wow. So they had a 40% decline in New Jersey players. And from our analysis, what was happening was these people were now, some of them were playing online in New Jersey, and they were getting land-based rewards at, say, Borgata or, you know, at Harris, wherever they were playing. So they were being enticed to go back to the land-based casino in New Jersey rather than go to parks. So it'll be interesting to see if parks can recapture or some some of their Pennsylvania players that that might be occurring with, too. Okay. And it will be interesting to see if they can find the new players like New Jersey casinos have done. 
the, the agreements that uh, the three states that are online right now made, uh, will Pennsylvania, you think, join in that immediately, or that will be down the road? It, it'll be close to immediate. Uh, Pennsylvania's law is it was almost built in. It was baked into the cake that they would eventually join into an interstate partnership. Um, I've talked to regulators in New Jersey, and they've said that there's you know been a lot of talks with Pennsylvania regulators about pooling players. So it, it will happen. What, what I think you'll see first is the Pennsylvania regulators want to make sure that their safeguards and their regulations are working for their online poker operators. Once they're content that what they're seeing from their end is working as it's supposed to, then I think you'll see them take the next steps to pool players with other markets. Okay. Uh, you have a little bit about the timeline of when this is going to happen. Obviously, you have all kinds of... Uh, uh, applications for licenses, the Pennsylvania Gaming Control Board in charge a lot of that. Uh, you know, you're talking about 90 days uh, that they have to work on that. Uh, after 120 fa- 20 days, you mentioned that uh, outside entities can apply for some of those licenses as well. So what is uh, a ballpark figure that you can give us that people will actually go to their computers in Pennsylvania and be able to uh, play poker? That's Yeah, that's the million-dollar question. Our Our best, I mean, the date to watch is July 1st, 2018. Um, the fiscal year in Pennsylvania starts on July 1st, and they've earmarked. So the licensing fee money has been earmarked for this current fiscal year. So all that will happen. As soon as July 1st hits for 2018-2019 year, they need that recurring revenue from the taxes they're bringing in. So every month that they delay is, you know, five to ten million dollars that they're losing out in tax revenue from online so a delay is not in their best interest Um, new jersey got theirs up and running in nine months and they were basically the first to do something on that scale for that type of thing so if they pull from new jersey which i said as i said there's been a lot of back and forth talk between regulators a lot of the regulations are going to be modeled after new jersey's so I, i think they could beat that timeline if they wanted to, but I think that's a relatively good timeline, nine months. So I, I, I would I would expect something in early July. If it goes more than that, it's probably some type of technical delays or something that's holding it up. You, you mentioned it being the million-dollar question. Another million-dollar question is when New York? Uh, you know, you mentioned in a story that you did uh, about New York now has 25 million reasons to legalize online poker next year. Uh, that they came close but uh, didn't quite get it done in 2016 and this year in 2017. So they're actually part of the way there where they can pick up where they left off and maybe uh, move it along a little bit quicker. But uh, the pressure's on in New York, no question, to for them to, to be next, right? Yeah, it's gonna. It, New York is going to take a serious grassroots effort from poker players to get it across the finish line. The state's not counting on the revenue from online poker to fill a budget gap like Pennsylvania was. They had a a specific reason that lawmakers were looking to pass this bill. New York, it's more of a, we could get a little bit of revenue here. We could throw some consumer protections into the marketplace, but they don't have that overarching need for revenue that other states do. So in New York, it's going to take that type of, um, Daily Fantasy Sports grassroots contact your lawmaker, just pester them nonstop to really get it across the finish line. I mean, it, it's 
The Senate's okay with it. They've passed the bill the last two years. There's some hiccups in the assembly, and um, there's even still some questions about whether the governor is for it. But again, it's one of gaming is just gaming expansion is one of those things where if lawmakers can avoid it, they just avoid it. There's no right. It's not something they really want to vote on. And we should mention that uh, legalization of uh, DFS uh, and regulation of that is in the uh, Philadelphia or uh, the Pennsylvania bill. So uh, we should be able to see that uh, going on soon. So I guess the final question then is, what next? Uh, California just can't get their act together between the Indian tribes, uh, the uh, racetracks, and uh, and everything that's going on out there, and year after year they're passing up millions and millions of dollars by uh, the arguments that they have out there. Will California be next, uh, or are we looking at a state like maybe Illinois or Michigan or something like that? Uh, who's closest to getting things done outside of New York? Yeah, it's a, California has a lot of, uh, we'll just call it turmoil, between their uh, gaming entities out there. They're very, I mean, they just fell off the radar last year. They've it, they had very close in 2016 to getting something done, but at the end there was a lot of flip-flopping and a lot of uh, a lot of animosity was built up there. So I, I don't see much happening in California in the near future. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of contenders for states, uh, like you said, Illinois, and Michigan. Michigan kind of is like California light. They have the same uh, tribal commercial issue that they have to deal with there. Um, Illinois is a lot like Pennsylvania. They have budget issues. They're looking for revenue any way they can find it. Um, some other states that, you know, keep an eye on a lot of the, um, Northeast states, uh, Connecticut could pass something pretty quickly. I think you could see Rhode Island could be a state that has Massachusetts casinos come online. Those casinos in Rhode Island and Connecticut are going to start being cannibalized by Massachusetts casinos. They're going to look for to make up that revenue somehow. Right, right. The way I look at it is either the state needs money or the land-based operators in the state need help. They yeah. need they need to be strengthened. How about Those are the two main factors that would help a, a state get across the finish line. A lot of our, uh, obviously, fans uh, are in the Florida area, and we've been talking about on and on about you know getting close, not getting close. Uh, will we have uh, destination casinos? Uh, will the tribes keep them out? Uh, what do you, what are your thoughts on a national level looking at Florida? Uh, Fl- Florida is a, an interesting state. I mean, they have all the right ingredients to, to pass something. Um, the, the one issue there that's really problematic is the governor is uh, a Sheldon Adelson guy, and he's yeah. signed on to the anti-online gambling ban. So it's, it, I think as long as you have him in place, it's going to be difficult. Uh, one other state that keep an eye on would be Indiana, where right. they have, their land-based casinos have, you know, they're not struggling, but they could use some help. Uh, they've passed a bunch of gaming gaming reforms over the past few years, and Mike Pence is no longer the governor there, so that's, that helps. they don't really have that same roadblock. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Finally got something done, though, I guess, uh, as an industry, and you got to feel good about that. Uh, certainly always something to write about, that's for sure for you. But uh, you, <laughs> yeah. have, you have to be thrilled that, uh, that this big step has been finally been taken. Yeah, yeah, I've been watching this unfold for three years, so it's, it's been an interesting journey. learned a lot about uh, state-level politics along the way. Okay. Love to have you back on when we get a little bit closer to a kicking off up there. Uh, I'm sure you'll be watching it closely uh, pretty much every day of your life. 
Yeah, any, anytime you guys, just give me a call, no problem. Okay, thank you, Steve. Appreciate your uh, time tonight. All right, guys. Okay. Take care. That's Steve Ruddick uh, joining us tonight here. Uh, I believe he's in Boston, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, Steve writes for Online Poker Report, also U.S. Poker. And uh, I would follow him on Twitter if you're interested in this topic because uh, you get a lot of great news and information well, on the stuff he's working he on. He gave some interesting stuff there. I I didn't even think about that with New York because I really thought, as we mentioned, we know – Part you know half of the half of the of the assembly is the Senate has approved it and they were going to come back and I thought that was a big thing but it, it was a little disappointing to hear him say that uh, you know New York it has not uh, you know earmarked any revenue towards a budget from online gaming so they actually have no no real reason to rush towards this and as he's mentioned in his uh, interview here that. Politicians, you know, try to stay away from gambling like a hot potato. Absolutely. Uh, let's take a break on the program. When we come back, we'll have Jake Kalpakian. He is the president and CEO of a company called uh, Jackpot Digital, putting out their new game called Jackpot Blitz. And we'll f- talk about uh, uh, table games and uh, whether uh, the elimination of dealers is something that's, that could still happen in the future. Uh, we'll talk with Jake when we return. You're listening to Poker Action Line. We'll be back after these messages. This is Poker Action Line. This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. What is that? Oh, that? It's my time machine. Does it work? Sure. Just hit this button. Whoa, dinosaurs. Cool. Or we can go here. Hey, that's Napoleon. Oui. Or we can go to the future. Wow. Hey, you have this nice house. Do I have a nice house? No, you didn't save any money. Always spent it on vacations and stuff. If only there was a way I could go back in time and correct that bad habit. Yep. Okay, the time machine is not real. But the saving thing is. Get in the habit of putting some of your money in savings each week through a 401k, savings account, or financial investments. Put away a few bucks. Feel like a million bucks. For free ideas and easy tips on saving, go to feedthepig.org. That's feedthepig.org. What does this crazy little button do? This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the show, Big Dave and Joe. Uh, Our thanks to Steve Ruddick for uh, giving us a nice long time to talk about uh, important uh, issues in the uh, online poker industry and uh, Pennsylvania coming online and you know it's going to be a while before people are actually going to be able to play in uh, the state of Pennsylvania but a uh, huge step and uh, who knows who will be next but uh, of course we cover all aspects of the poker world including uh, brick and mortar casinos and and that's a spot possibly for our next guest uh, who is the president and CEO of a company called Jackpot Digital out of Vancouver and uh, his name Jake Kalpakian. Uh, Jake, uh, how you doing? Uh, congratulations on uh, launching your uh, brand new game. Thank you very much. I certainly uh, want to talk about this, not knowing whether 
it's something that uh, that I, I wonder if it will be successful or not, to be honest with you, because uh, we can remember Joe and I back to many years ago, uh, maybe 10 years ago, where we played at the Seminole Hard Rock on a similar type game. Yep, yep. I guess you can well, clarify for us what, uh, what the difference is between your game and the ones that have been out for several years. I I would say it's very likely, more than likely, actually, that you you played on one of our old predecessor tables that was founded by the previous management and ownership, and that was called the Poker Pro table. That Poker Pro table is still a a, a good table. It's a workhorse, and it's still out in the marketplace. We found that, as, as can be expected, most poker players, and I'm one myself, if they have a choice between a real uh, deck of cards with a dealer and uh, or electronic table game, they'd prefer to the real dealer with the cards. So we wanted to make sure when we built a second-generation product, and I'll get to that in a moment on how we came to that stage, because it was a confluence of a lot of events and good fortune and, uh, and being in the industry on the software gaming side for over 15-plus years. Otherwise, okay. we wouldn't have had this opportunity. Right. But... In the big picture, I believe it's going to be very successful, especially from the early feedback, because the new product that we've built simulates a real deck of cards, real chips. Even though it's digital, we knew that we had a point spread to, uh, to kind of make up, uh, and we've done that because when you play on the new jackpot blitz table, you're, you feel like you've got a real deck of cards, real chips, and the speed of the game plus the many other features – more than make up uh, the shortcoming of, you know, no dealer. In fact, we think right. it's an advantage of not having a dealer, but as I said, some players like having that dealer there with uh, and touching cards. You could do that with this new product. It, it simulates a real deck of cards, and you're actively engaged because there's so many other features involved in the product. As our customers, our gaming operators, and any player who's played it, They've said you've taken a you've taken a 1980s cell phone and given us an iPhone 10. Okay. Uh, since this other game, uh, Poker Pro, had been around for quite a while, what are the uh, basic differences? Why don't you go get into that a little bit? Sure. Well, the po- the Poker Pro was um, created by previous management and ownership over 10, 12 years ago, and they came to us saying that a couple of their large customers wanted to get into wireless gaming, and because we developed software. They had come to us. We built it. They were very impressed. Then they said, you know, our, our, our table is a little bit long in the tooth, and it needs a, a lot of new features. We, we, we've heard back from the marketplace, from our customers, from the operators, and these are the products. Uh, these are the shortcomings. The two biggest were it was just a Texas Hold'em game on 10 different computer stations played on a poker-sized table. Even though you were playing against each other, uh, you just still felt like there was more of a computer feel to the game. But And it was just Texas Hold'em, and, and it was very basic, vanilla type of poker. The other shortcoming was limited payment options. And a lot of uh, casinos, as much as they wanted to utilize the product, they couldn't because it wasn't compliant with state or uh, local regulatory gaming uh, regulations. So, for instance, they didn't have ticket in, ticket out Tito technology, which many of the casinos now have. Virtually all of them have. Right. And uh, aside from that, there were many other features that uh, that, that were missing. This new product, most importantly, uh, has all the payment options. It gives you a whole array of them. On top of that, uh, it has Tito, of course. 
But on top of that, for the players, they are constantly engaged because it's not just Texas Hold'em. It's not only the style of play of playing the game itself. It's so much more fun and engaging. But there's so much more to do. So if you're sitting out of hand, you open up a little window where you're sitting, and you can play blackjack, baccarat. You can play all sorts of mini casino games. As you know, if you go to a poker room, when guys are sitting out of hand, it's not uncommon to see guys play on an iPad right. on, on the, online and play other games. Just, they constantly want action. This gives you that action on its own. You're not playing other card uh, or other. You're not playing other poker hands. You are actually though playing other uh, casino games. You can play three card poker, let it ride, baccarat, roulette, all sorts of other things. And if that's not enough, you can bet on sports, bet on the horses without leaving your seat. And then of course you can order uh, all sorts of food and drinks from the establishment you're at. Mm. So you're constantly engaged. Just thinking of it as a giant 84-inch touchscreen iPad, and you're playing poker against other people on it. Uh, Jake, this is Joe Rodriguez. I wanted to ask you, because I've played, I believe it's on the Poker Pro. Do you guys have those on the cruise ships also? That's that's correct. So we we pretty much are on all the cruise ships there. Oh, I, well, I should say on all the Carnival cruise ships. Well, that's exactly that's <laughs> that's the ship that I was on on Carnival, and the first time I played it was uh, on a cruise that I took up in Europe, and you know I was very excited. They had a lot of poker players, but my first time getting there, and I'm I'm asking you this question because. I got on the screen. No one was there to really explain to me. They just said, oh, did you do this, that, and the other. And, you know, I, I found it a little more difficult than I thought it would be. I loved playing online back then. I played a lot right. online. And, Jake, the one thing that I did was, you know, obviously I was trying to make a call on a bed. I don't know what the heck I hit there. But it turned out to be a, a, a almost an all-in for me. And, obviously, I made the dumb mistake of going, wait a minute, that's not what I wanted to do. So I'll give away my hand right there. And I got called by somebody. I got lucky enough to win the hand. But, you know, then I was very cautious, very, you know, skeptical of, okay, i got to see how do I do this. Are the new tables a lot more, you know, user-friendly uh, from what it was Unbelievably. So it, it, it's not even a comparison, to be frank with you. You know, we've developed this product over the last couple of years in close collaboration with, with Carnival, actually, and with other customers of ours and other gaming operators and they've discussed what what they'd like to see what the players we, we wanted to get the player feedback and change what features they wanted uh, to make it user-friendly but I would call it it's very self-intuitive uh, if you sit down uh, you know having the touch screen helps a lot but it's very self-intuitive every action it allows you and it, it explains to you you know this is what you have to do and it makes you confirm uh, that this is exactly what you want to do. It's very, very self-intuitive. It, it's just no comparison. We didn't develop the first product, but we, uh, of course, improved it drastically with the close collaboration with with the customers and operators. One of the things we've learned is this product, including Poker Pro for that instance, it, it, it certainly makes that economic sense. But what we learned was it's not enough to... Uh, sway the gaming operators because for them it's really an easy choice to see the advantages economically and many of the other benefits but what we really wanted to do was win the hearts and minds of poker players you know just like you you you're saying you know you had trouble kind of understanding it and uh, on the old table and uh, there were other things that you you had to kind of go through what we really wanted to do was make this a product that a was very easy and simple to understand that it was very self-intuitive and B, replicate or simulate exactly a real-life deck. 
So you're like you're folding the cards, you're cupping the cards just like you would do with a, a real life deck. The chips, etc. There's many other features. You just feel like you're playing with real cards and real chips and and all the other good things that come with real life play. So it, we have gone after the poker play. We built this product. Yes, it's for the gaming operators, but we built it for the player himself so that he would that we can get universal adoption. And, and I don't think you're trying to put uh, poker dealers out of business or out of work, but uh, certainly some could lose their jobs if this takes off. But I can remember back when the, when the original game started, there was a lot of talk then. We don't need dealers anymore. And that is, seems to be a perfect niche for the cruise ships because uh, obviously there's, there's the cost of putting all these uh, dealers in rooms, staterooms, and that sort of thing. Right. And it's great for them. Uh, is it so, great, though, for a, for a live room? That's a, you know what? I'm going to use the same argument, and it's, it holds true today. When online poker came on, everyone thought that would be the death of uh, you know card room or, uh, venue bricks and mortar poker, and instead it fueled the growth of it. In our situation, our main market, and it's a lot bigger than you think, and it's it's much much bigger than just a strip in Vegas and a couple of the larger card rooms uh, going. And the, our main market are not only the cruise ship industry, but dog and race tracks and many other places where live dealers are not allowed. Only electronic table games are allowed. And uh, poker has been neglected in that in those markets. Um, in addition to that, there's a lot of small to medium-sized l- venues, uh, mom-and-pop operations throughout North America and elsewhere that don't necessarily offer poker, don't necessarily offer poker full-time at least. And many more just are closing because of the, the high uh, right. minimum wage that's going up. For instance, some of the California card rooms are saying the minimum wage is going to drive them either out of business or they have to go to automation. Uh, the fact is there's a lot of places that just don't offer poker that now are going to be able to offer poker. And in addition, uh, if let's say there's, they're offering poker on certain nights and certain nights there's just no game going. They can convert the table into a blackjack table, a roulette table. It's just an incredible piece of technology. And that's got all the uh, casinos excited that, you know, now they can offer poker, and if there is no game that night or if there's no market at that moment, they can switch it to another revenue generator. And one last point in regards to, you know, the dealers and, and what, would it, what would it mean? Is it going to be more poker? In actual fact, we've talked to some of very, very uh, large poker rooms, all the ones that you would all know and some of the largest in, in the States, in the United States. And they're actually very excited about the product because what it's going to allow them to do is have a lot more tournaments available during the day and have those players come, uh, frequent the casino, or the poker room, I should say, uh, and play without having that huge cost of the, of the dealers. And then the, those players can stick around and play cash games once they're knocked out. For instance, we had one of the larger uh, card rooms in America have come to us and looking at at putting quite a few tables just for tournament play and then having their players, if they want to play the cash games, play on the other uh, live dealer uh, tables, at least initially, until it's universally adopted. So it, it really means more action, and it could mean actually a few more jobs for the dealers, ironically. We're, ta- we're talking with uh, Jake Kalpakian of uh, Jackpot Digital, and the game, name of the game is Jackpot Blitz. It was launched this summer at uh, the... Uh, Canadian Gaming Summit, and uh, let me throw this question at my partner, Joe. Uh, you were a poker room director. Is this something you would welcome into your room? 
Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, Jake, when I first saw it here at the Hard Rock, uh, you know, when they first used it years ago, I honestly thought, I was a poker room manager at that time, and I honestly thought that, I said, wow, this is the future of poker. You know, I looked at this from a management standpoint and from an owner standpoint, obviously, you know, the, the expense of paying these dealers and benefits and everything else. Now, you know, to my surprise, it didn't take off. And again, I wound up playing, as I told you the story earlier. So I found that, that it wasn't as friendly. One of the biggest things, that, you know, I, I think it'd be great for companies. But, you know, Jake, I'm sure you hear this a lot. I mean, you hear this on chat rooms and, in, in you know, all oh, this online site, you know, this place is rigged, this, that, and the other. What are the, one of the questions I would ask you is, what are the safeguards that you have towards, I know that I'm sure you use a random numbers generator, I would imagine, right, for the poker hands? Right. And, you know, when a customer, you know, a player comes up to me as a poker room manager going, man, you know, you can't believe the damn beats I've been taking on your tables here. You know, this, you guys are rigging these things. You know, let's, our listening audience, what kind of safeguards does your company have so a manager like myself or a floor person can answer these people when, when they get with that crazy notion that they think you know the, that, that somebody has rigged the game against them? Well, our, our product has to go through rigorous testing, uh, get GLI certification. And, and in addition, each jurisdiction has their own specific testing requirements, and we have to go a very, through a very rigorous, rigorous standard. Just like any slot machine exactly. or or other gaming product that would hit the casino floor, so we're a very, a we're a very highly regulated both as a company which has to go through due diligence at the corporate level, and then on the product level, not only do they check the RNG, but they check all sorts, all, of course, all the algorithms and all the other functionality to make sure that there's uh, that it complies at every level with that specific jurisdiction. So it's actually a very rigorous testing. And the product, I would say, actually has to go through even more testing than uh, a regular slot machine would. Uh, this product has to go through much more testing because there are other games and features that we feature on the product. And so, you know, it, it, is, it is something that is taken very seriously. And, of course, it's, it's vital for our company to meet those standards. So they're third-party testing, and it's, it's also... Uh, regulatory testing that one. so there's two kind of uh, phases that we have to pass through the private uh, industry level at the GLI le uh, certification level but also the regulators have their own specific requirements that we have to uh, meet and so uh, as far as uh, are, are the games completely fair and valid absolutely there is really no uh, issues and there, there's a lot of safeguards put in that uh, I don't have enough time today to talk about them, but right, uh, right. if you ever someone wants to dive it deep into them, they'd be surprised just how in-depth it's covered. Okay. Well, we'd like to have you back on again if you get someone in our area down here in South Florida that uh, decides to go ahead and take advantage of your product. Uh, it's called Jackpot Blitz, and people can uh, find out more about it at your website, www.jackpotdigital.com. Jake, thanks for uh, taking the time, and uh, good luck with your, your venture here. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. We appreciate it. Thanks for being okay. with us. Okay. Care, Jake Kalpakian from uh, Jackpot Blitz is the name of the game. Interesting. Uh, and I like the way he answered that because I knew that, you know, these games are re regulated. And, and in the state of Florida, they'd be regulated just like the slot machines. Because, you know, outside of the hard rock, we don't have live blackjack, 
roulette craps, but you see all the electronical games, and they're all set up with the same RNG as a slot machine. Yeah. And yeah. coincidentally, unfortunately for blackjack players, they fall under the same guidelines as to when you win a certain prize pool, what's taxable, what yeah, isn't. Exactly. So lots of, that's lots hurt a couple of the that. things. I don't know in the few years that I had stepped away as manager if they've changed that in the legislature here, but I remember that if you bet $500 and won $500, it had to be done under like a tax thing. So, Okay, well, let's take our final break on the show, uh, and we'll finish up when we come back. You're listening to Poker Action Line. Uh, our thanks to uh, Jake for joining us. Also, Steve Ruddock earlier. We'll be back to finish things up right after this. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration, and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available later this year. A jam-packed full show tonight. Uh, a couple of interviews. Uh, we talked uh, online poker. We talked about uh, see brand the, new gaming See the items. feast or famine for us here, yeah, huh? that's true. Uh, <laughs> uh, we appreciate you being with us uh, tonight, and uh, love to hear a few things. Uh, the one thing I didn't ask him, and uh, that's something for a later time maybe, but... Uh, I think if you got other people on your game that are playing uh, roulette or something like that, and it blows uh, uh, the flow of the game up, uh, I wouldn't like that too much. To turn, look over at a guy and say, uh, "Hey, the action's on you." Hey, just a second, I'm uh, I'm rolling the the dice here. Yeah, well, <laughs> and, and and immediately that would kill a poker game. Yeah, you understand if you're going to have to wait through those things. I mean, people take a long enough time just thinking whether they want to make a call, fold, or, or raise on a, on a hand. Well, we, we we see what, ha- what we will see what happens, but uh, I, I don't know. It's, I'll uh, tell you I'm not what, sure if I there's think a, his market, a niche for this or I not. Think I think his market, as he said, there are no carnival. It's the cruise ships. It's the cruise ships. Yeah, I think you're right. Because cruise ships are not going to have just poker dealers. If you've been on a cruise ship and, you know, the, all the dealers know how to deal every single game. Yeah, they just rotate around everything. Right. 
and they don't have to have somebody doing that because, again, think about it. In the old days, Dave, poker rooms didn't make a lot of money off of pokers, and, and even to this day because it's a limited amount of money that you can make per hand. So you on a cruise ship where you've got limited space, you really don't want to put a whole bunch of these either because slot machines and other things, uh, that's going to be his biggest thing to overcome. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and then, like he mentioned, the state regulations uh, vary from state to state. So are their regulations much more stringent than any state regulations? They're going to have to be to pass individual you know, uh, state regulations in the in the different states where there are card rooms. And there's always the possibility that you could lose electricity, and uh, that uh, kind of ends the game right there. Yeah, it really does. You know, <laughs> but that would end the game for live and, and electronic. So. Probably so. Yeah. <laughs> I remember what they taught us in case of blackout. Throw your body over the chips. That's exactly what they told us to do. <laughs> well, thanks for our guest tonight. We appreciate it. Uh, good luck to Maria Ho tomorrow at the World Series of Poker Europe main event, the chip leader heading into the final uh, 12. Tomorrow, we certainly will uh, talk about that, I'm sure, next week. And uh, lots of stuff coming up here in South Florida as we head into the winter and holiday season here. Uh, certainly love the weather being here, but don't welcome all that traffic. <laughs> I guess we're going to have to put up with that to live in paradise. Exactly. I sound like my father now, I think. <laughs> anyway, thanks for being with us tonight. Uh, Gio, thank you for all your help as usual, and uh, appreciate everybody tuning in for another edition of the show. I'm working on getting Quee Win on the show. Be uh, nice. Should be uh, he would maybe be in the a, next another few weeks. one of the main event winners another that we've one of had the on the World Series show. World Champions uh, having him back you. on the show. Uh, working on that right now, and possibly another couple of guests here over the next few weeks. So stick around and uh, follow the show. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter or on Facebook, uh, and we will be back with another show next week. Poker Action Line here from South Florida. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.